Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. There are a lot of people that believe a lot of us are suffering from childhood trauma. Correct. That's that's what it all boils down to, according to, I believe, the Hoffman Institute. And like childhood trauma is a very broad term. Very broad. It doesn't yeah. have to be like this one traumatic thing happened to me in childhood. Right. It can stem from a multitude of places right. that some would even consider could be very minor, right. but can still cause trauma. It could be, you know, uh, I mean, it, it could be the extreme to the not not right. so extreme, right? right? Because I've, uh, you know, I have friends who have lost parents when they were really young mm-hmm. that they were close to, and they suffer from PTSD because of that, mm-hmm. right? And then there's kids who grew up in not necessarily a great environment. Maybe maybe their parents were abusive. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there were. Uh, maybe it was a not so happy relationship between their parents mm-hmm. and that, you know, physical and emotional abuse occurred there. You'll hear a lot of really serious stuff and, uh, you know, and then some, but you know what? I don't like to, I don't like to, uh, um, qualify. Yeah. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to you know say that anything is less traumatic because everybody's different. Right. And right. I, and I just, you know, what, what may not be super traumatic to one person could have been very traumatic to another. Exactly. And that's, so. that's what I think is coming to light. Um, but a lot of people still don't understand that they could be suffering from childhood trauma, even if they didn't have one of those seemingly big events in right. their childhood. So uh, anyways, uh, somebody that I uh, have followed for years in broadcast, now out like myself, (laughs) um, recently spent time at the Hoffman Institute going through what they call the process. Could you give people a brief description of what that is? Do you still have that up? I I can can pull it up. So yeah, the Hoffman Institute has been around since the 60s, and they have two locations, one in Connecticut and one in California, and it's a week-long residential and personal growth retreat. And it helps participants identify negative behaviors, moods, and ways of thinking that developed unconsciously and were conditioned in childhood. The process, which is capitalized, by the way, that's the name of their, the event that takes place while you're there. The process will help you become conscious of and disconnected from negative patterns of thought and behavior on emotional, intellectual, and physical levels. And they say that attending is life-changing. In fact, there's wait lists as far as I can see on their website that there's wait lists. There's like a 10 week pre-process that you have to complete before you can even attend. It's pretty rigorous from what it looks like. Right. And, and if you're wondering what it costs for this seven day retreat, it's roughly about $5,500, 53, some 53 and change anyways. But you know, it, it, that, that sounds somewhat expensive, but it wouldn't be really for a really nice all-inclusive. Plus, you're getting a lot of professional attention. Yeah, to right? me, like $5,500 is a lot of money. But for something like this, that feels like a good investment if, to me. It, yeah, if, if it pays off, right? Now, I, I would say this. 
initially when I when I because I listen, I went to their website, then I started digging around and I wanted to do more research, right? I wanted the unbiased approach mm-hmm. to it. And I'll be honest with you, I had a very difficult, very difficult find or time finding anything negative. Surprisingly, most people are satisfied with the result. Now, initially, I was a little bit skeptical because uh, when I started watching actual video reviews, uh-huh. YouTube reviews type things, uh, when, when I constantly hear people refer to the process, it sounded almost cultish to me, right? Sure. So I was like, I, well, I'm going to get to the bottom of this because you know how skeptical I am when it the comes, most. yeah, when it comes to a lot of these things, which is fair, right? I mean, again, I had a speaking of childhood, I had a really bad experience with organized religion mm-hmm. growing up, right? So I didn't, I to this day, am super skeptical mm-hmm. when it comes to anybody in any organized religion, sure. right? I just not a big fan. And this. Is the Hoffman Institute is not necessarily religious, no, right? It, but it's it spiritual. Is not, but they do talk about spiritual. And I and I uh, listen. I'm as open as you can get to. I, I believe that that is where things are headed. With I think the majority of certainly the next generation, mm-hmm. right? I think they're going to be. They, they talk about it. They're pretty open about it. You know the spiritual awakening. Yep. But it it's from what I understand, it's a lot of things that they a lot of the things that they deal with and try to get you to open up about is things you experienced as a child that affect your behavior today as an adult. Right, because right? I I believe they they have proven like through psychology that most of your subconscious programming is in place by 7 years old. Sure. So it's things that you don't even realize that you're doing because essentially you were programmed to think and behave that way. You're plugged in. I mean, that that is the word. Right. But um, so it's it's unconditioning those things and, and you're relearning new subconscious beliefs that will in turn. Well, that will translate to behavior. Change your life. Right. Is the, is the idea. I think it would be. Uh, well, yeah. Here's one thing. I'm not much for sitting in a group of a few dozen people. I think uh, Brooke, when she went, she was, there was 35. Like 35, yeah, yep. right? And just spilling your guts. I think you have to be a special kind of individual to do that, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that you're into that type of thing. Yeah, I, I and, definitely. And, uh, but I think that would be a, a difficult bridge for a lot of people to cross. Oh, for sure. Right? Because you don't necessarily know them. And by the way, you're completely unplugged when you do this. Unplugged. And I saw on their website, they recommend, and I think they actually don't allow, like you and your spouse aren't allowed to go together. Well, yeah, that would that would be, that wouldn't, I don't you think that You can both complete yeah. it and then do like the extended learning or like the graduate program together, but- they say it just gets too intertwined. Like if you're both sharing. Oh, sure. And yeah. And same with friends. I think to get, if you want to unscrew somebody's head, <laughs> and I'm serious, if you want to get on, if you want to unscrew the top of their head and get in down into that deep, dark place that they don't talk about when they're hanging out with their friends at social events and parties, if you want to AKA get, AKA the subconscious mind. Yeah. If you want to get to that part of somebody's mind, you've got to get, you have to isolate them. Yes. You you have to. Yes. That's just that's just the way things go. And 
to your point with graduate programs and all then things like that. That was another thing I thought. So they get you in for roughly fifty five hundred, and then there's these, you know, programs and additional services that you can continue with mm-hmm. at additional costs, right? It's a business. Let's just. I mean, and I understand. I'm not saying that it it doesn't benefit some individuals, or you know, I, I like I said, I have a hard time finding anybody that was unhappy with it, but. It is a business. It is a nonprofit. They've got to be making money. Well, I mean, there's no 501c3. There is. Come on. Are you kidding? I mean, they pay their people. Yeah. Nonprofits pay their people, but they they are a 501c3. So how can that possibly be? Because they're probably putting their profit back into the experience, the process. Wow, I'm shocked that they got that. The uh, there's one in Cal, a different one in California. Because there's one in Connecticut as well, right? Well, and just not the Hoffman Institute. Oh, got it. Like there's these kind of educational institutes. Yeah, there's more of them, and the the one that I looked at in California is also a nonprofit, which is interesting. <laughs> so let me ask you this: Could anybody just start a spiritual retreat, and and and? And and be a five hundred one c three. Well, I mean, you have to <laughs> complete the paperwork right. and prove the financials. So that is to not, me no, not just anyone. Like, just I mean, like, you have to be legit. That just seems bonkers to me. Because to me, initially, if if you if you watched the series Mad Men, right? Most people have. It's it's the best series ever on television. It is wonderful. If you've not watched it, go back and watch it. And live the life of Don Draper. And at the end, well, I don't, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but there's an experience in there. There's a spiritual very, retreat. S- very similar yes. to what this kind of is about. Yes. And uh, I, I, that's immediately what came to my mind. Mine too. Yeah. And then I Googled, like, did Don Draper go to Hoffman Institute? <laughs> and it was like, no, they don't actually say where he went, but they right. think it was modeled after. It's like Iraeus or something in California. On which is gorgeous. By, by the way, way, if you start digging into these, there are some ten week courses that are like a hundred thousand dollars. Oh yeah, it's so that's to me. It's th- a real thing. Yeah, I would love to go to one of these. I know you maybe would. not. I it, don't know if I like this is the one initially, but I would love to go to. Yeah, one. when I when I saw this and I watched Brooke talk about it, I I immediately thought of you and I'm like, this would be right up your alley. Mm-hmm. This would be it. I've even said in jest that I would like to start one. Well, I, I know I you have would. no qualifications to do that because right now. Because, well, you and I, we, we, my dad left me some fantastic land that we have up near Voyagers National Park in northern Minnesota. It's secluded. It's beautiful. It's wilderness. It's right on the edge of some of the biggest beautiful lakes that you will, I mean, it's, it's just amazing. So you could, I have some, I have some plans. <laughs> you could put one up there. Cause that they look for, uh, they, they look for, I would say secluded areas that are very remote like that. And, and where you can get out and there's walking trails yep. and nature and all of these things. And they're serene and yeah. they're peaceful. And it's a good, like you have to have the right setting and you do, be in yeah. the right mindset yeah, you can't, to experience that. Yeah, you can't be in downtown Minneapolis. No. That would be very difficult to no. really I mean, you got you have to disconnect. Yes. Right? From unplug from everything that we know today with God, the digital world we live amazing. in. Amazing. That's what she that's what she Brooke was saying when she said, 
you know, people have been wondering where I'm at because yeah. which made her think that she was a little bit odd, like she's a social media freak. But when you disappear for a week like that, sure, and completely unplug, and you're not communicating with anybody, and yep. you just kind of work on yourself. Uh, that would be an amazing experience, right? I think that part of it. Right. And I I think there are some, so like this, the Hoffman Institute that we're talking about specifically is pretty rigorous. And like you go through the pre-course and then you do the training. I think there are some that are more spa-like yeah, where you can kind of pick and choose, but it's not necessarily like quite as intense. I could, yeah, I... You're talking like some of the uh, wellness retreats like down in Sedona or something like that, right? Yeah, and I think they have some spiritual retreats that well, are more... I, I, I don't think spiritual is, is all wrapped up into just Hoffman. I mean, there's, there, that, that's a big term and a big thing now with a lot, yes. of, with a lot of people. Yes. So, but I, I, I agree with you on the spa end of it where you can just go kick back and relax and you don't have somebody trying to pick your brain and 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 bring back dark moments from your childhood. I know, but don't you think that if everybody could kind of sort through some of that stuff that we might be going in a better direction? But I mean, look at me. I've already sorted through a lot of that. It doesn't mean I have to go discuss it with 35 people I don't know. Well, I mean, what, 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 it's not for everybody. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I I just, I, but I do think that if everybody spent a little time in those dusty, dark corners. But it... But, I'm not talking so much about that. I'm talking about the group settings. Gotcha. Right? Yes. I mean, it's 35 people you don't know. I think a lot of people would find it difficult unless you went in with that mindset. Uh, it would be, you know, you don't want to discuss. I mean, there's, I don't, maybe maybe you would, but I think there's a lot of people that have had trauma early in their life that they don't feel comfortable discussing with totally. 35 people they don't know. No, I totally get that. Yeah. Uh, sitting in a group setting. I've, I've, is it all group? I I didn't dig I, enough. I, I don't think it's all group all the time, but there is a lot of that kind of interaction. Sure. And you um oh, there's no more than eight students per teacher, so you're in like a very but there's but you'll but you're the going lar- the group at large that right. you're like dining with but I think, and doing I, those things. I think they mix it up though. You're not just with eight the same eight people all the time, are you? I don't know. There's. This is a very rich website. There's a lot of content. I know. On here. Yeah, there is. There is. Um, they do have some virtual programs as well, but and and to the, me, that's not the same. The reason I I sent that to you, I was like, you know what? I because I thought he right away. I was like, oh god, I got to send this. This is this is something we can chat about. But if you're a person who would think this is a good idea, and I and good for you, right? I would say this is the problem. If this really does work for people mm-hmm. and it helps them, I think there is a large portion of America that can't afford a $6,000 re- week-long retreat to go just spill their guts. Absolutely. So that's my thing is there's a lot of people who would probably benefit from that uh-huh. that can't afford it. Oh, and and even people who could afford it that right. can't take the time. I mean, yeah, yeah there's a lot of barriers yeah. to that kind of an experience. So to me, when I see celebrities talk about things like that, I'm like, it it kind of goes back to the disconnect. Sure. When it comes to the rest of America. 
and I guess that's kind of where I was going with like, if everyone spent some time sorting through some of the childhood stuff, not necessarily at a seven day, $6,000 retreat. Yeah, just, I mean, but yeah. if, if that kind of care and attention was more accessible and more encouraged, I think we'd be in a better way as a society. I, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I, 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 because I, I think there's certain people, again, not everybody, that's not for everybody, but if you're an individual, that gets into that type of thing. I think it, yeah, it, it, it could help them out. Yeah. I, I totally see how it could be beneficial. <laughs> I'm just laughing at your edited choice of words. Why? Cause, Why? I, Cause I know you and what? I know <laughs> what is, phrases that you would probably <laughs> like to say. No, I, well, here's the deal. I, I think sometimes people, I, I'm not, I'm a realist, mm-hmm. right? And I, I, I fully admit that. And I'm a pretty matter-of-fact individual. I do believe a lot in science. And I think that I have opened up more. I approach things with an open mind, mm-hmm. right? But, I mean, I can, again, it goes back to my, when it comes to somebody that claims to be offering help and good intentions. I don't know why I, I shy away from, I think it goes back to that, that organized religion type thing, right? It's that it, to me, immediately it jumped out at a, like a cult. Uh And I was like, Oh God, all these people talking about the process. And I'm like, Oh man, that's a little, that's a little weird. It is right. And And if you listen to testimonials from people who have actually been there and they keep using that word, the process was perfect. And then they'll switch to another person. Let me tell you what the process did for me. And I was like, that's weird, right? <laughs> you know, I, to me. No, I get what you're me, saying. To me, it jumped out as a little bit odd. But you I, know what? If it works for you, go with it. But you, yeah, you do tend to go first with the skepticism of that kind of thing. Well, I mean, I think. And that's that, fine. I, I think, mean, that's. I think when, well, I, I just, you know, here's the thing. People cannot feed me BS. I've, I've been fed too much of it my whole life. I can pick it out a mile away. Right. So, and I'm not saying that that is because I don't think it is. I think it legitimately helps a lot of people because I dug around enough to where I couldn't find Mm -hmm. any legitimate complaints and the people that it did help really, I mean, they benefited from, they benefited from it and it, it carried on through their lives because I was thinking, I want to see what somebody's reaction is a year or two down the line. Yeah. And they they did. They, they thought it was great. I mean, it was super beneficial. It helped them. And it, a lot of them said it was life-changing. That is interesting because it's easy to feel better when you're at a secluded retreat, disconnected from all of the reality. So to hear somebody who reintegrated to their life and still felt like right. it helped. I think that's a positive review. Right. And I do have a, a tendency to uh, shy away from the coddling approach and be more of a foot in your ass type guy yep. because that was the way I was raised. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I was brought up. Even when I was in, you know, in the, I joined the Marines, everything is just like, that's, and that's the way I found in life to get things done. Yep. Right. So, but I do think you've come around. This is a much softer approach to be more open 
that that's not the way for everyone. It isn't. And I figured that out and it took me a while. Yeah. It it did. Because even through, you know, I would say a good chunk of my broadcast career, I kept running into people. Yeah. And and the weird thing about broadcast was, and, and it, it still is what's left of it anyways, is there's so many people that are in the profession looking for an identity, mm-hmm. right? And rather than being who they are, they are trying to create a personality or an accept, they, they want acceptance mm-hmm. and they want, they, they've, I think a lot of them have felt neglect through their life and you get these crazy people that want to be famous. Yep. See, I just called them crazy. I shouldn't call them crazy. No. But that, that is something that, they, and that's all they strive for. And they, rather than, you know, being passionate about the craft yep. of actually, you know, creating conversation and, and talking about things, they just want to be famous right. and they want people to look at them. And they and rather than somebody putting a foot in their ass, they they respond better to that coddling type a management. Well, I think it's, I think gentle is maybe a, another word you could choose. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. But it's, <laughs> is coddling, is that, is that a, a derogatory term? I think so. Is that okay? Because that's what, that's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think of. So, I mean, but again, I don't want people to think that everybody I meet, I just, you know, needs a foot in their ass. I think that. It's not everybody. No, but there are some people that do need a foot in their ass, right? <laughs> But Maybe we could start a spiritual retreat and people could choose one of two paths. You, you know what? I, you could choose the George foot in your ass path or the just gentle path. <laughs> right. And we could really have something going. The thing about it is I did go to a, a three month retreat one time. It was called Marine Corps Recruit <laughs> Depot in San Diego, California. And there was a bunch of uh, Vietnam veterans that uh, used the foot in your ass approach the pro- on me. The process. And, and you know what? That process worked for me. <laughs> and I watched it work for a lot of other young men that were in my mm-hmm. my platoon. And I thought, and I'm, so I always go back to that. And I'm like, as hard as that was, and as hard as they were on us. Yeah. You know, and and that progressed for four years, right? As I, when I went to the fleet. And I always think, at the time, I was like, God, why are they always doing this to yep. us? And as I, the more... The, the, the older I get and the further I get into life, I look back at that the, as the experience that really saved me. Mm-hmm. It really did. So, and it was completely different than what goes on at what was what's this place? The, the, at the Hoffman the, Institute. The Hoffman Institute. There was no. They had a process, but it was completely different than that. <laughs> right. And I don't think the end goal was the same. Well, I mean, it, well, I for me, right? I mean, it was like it. It it. it they got. The thing about it is when I heard them say they want to get you down to a point, mm-hmm. they break you down. They, they, right, I, th- I right. think they've talked about that in on their website. Well, I, that's a big part of just like a healing journey. Right. At whether you're going to boot camp or <laughs> a spiritual retreat, just like getting down, like really being honest and getting down to the, the darkest roots right. of what is causing your pain and it gets ugly before it gets beautiful. Right. And whether you're doing that like through self-healing or therapy or a retreat or whatever method you're using, that's the true healing process. Well, for some people. To get down. Well, I mean, that's. I mean, yeah. No, I I think that again, it goes back to everybody being different. I don't know if, again, I, I will say this. I do know that not everybody 
would benefit. You have to be, but if you seek that out and you look for it, you're probably going to benefit from it, right? Well, no, and I'm not saying this retreat specifically. I'm just saying if you're if you're on a, a healing journey or you're trying to have an outcome of like an awakening, first you have to go dark and deep in order to get there. And that's what they're talking about with the childhood trauma. Because I think that whole, the whole thing with this process yes, is childhood trauma is going back to things that, you know, you or experiences yep. that molded you as a young individual and to break that down and start over. As mm-hmm. crazy as that sounds. Right. It's like reprogramming your subconscious mind. Yeah. Whatever age you're at, mm-hmm. they want to build you back into something different mm-hmm. with a different mindset and a different approach to life Would that be in general. Freaky. I, I, like I, if you did it and it worked and then you went back to your real life and you were like, nope. Yeah. Everything's got to go. Well, it, 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 it could literally, depending, you know, it, right. it, it, your whole approach to things. But there was a lot of people that said it, the relationships with, with their, their children, their spouse, everything greatly improved. Improved, yeah. yeah. It was that, that yeah. was the thing about it. I think that was because I think there's a lot of inhibitions that people carry mm-hmm. because, of, because of childhood trauma, and they're afraid to really embrace that kind of love. Absolutely. Right? I mean, I think that's because they, they shy away from it because of the experiences they had when they were kids. Right. Or and, they don't know how to do it. Right. They, they weren't modeled how to do it in, no, in those yeah. formidable years. And so they just um, don't know how to receive it and in turn don't know how to give it properly. How could you put something like that together that's perhaps a little bit more affordable and something that everybody could experience? Well, that's, That wanted to. Right. Anyways, right. Well, I mean- if you're looking at like the retreat kind of style, like those kinds of things are going to cost a lot. You're yeah. lodging, you're feeding, you're, you know, you're paying your teachers. Here, here's what I'll tell you. I, I, I don't think 6,000 is outrageous. Now, be, before anybody asks me, <laughs> I understand $6,000 is a lot of money to a lot of people. But if you were to go to the resorts that I worked at as a dock boy growing up, in Voyager's National oh, yeah. Park, and you wanted a cabin for a week, you would spend six thousand sure, dollars easily. You, there's not even a question, right? So, you can go get the, you can spend that money and go to a, a different kind of retreat, right. still out in a very serene environment, right? And you, you can, you can do that. So it's just a matter of what you want to spend your money on, mm-hmm. because so looking at it like that, it's not outrageous, right? If you were to go to Mexico or or the Dominican or, or any or Jamaica or whatever, and you were to get it all inclusive for two people for a week, it would cost you six thousand at mm-hmm. least. Yes. Wouldn't it? If it was decent. Oh, if absolutely. it was decent. Yeah. So I I don't the price point to me is not outrageous, but it's still at a point where a lot of people, you know, this, this is again a, a problem. Well, it's absolutely a luxury. A, a, a problem in America. Right. That's a lot a, of people I mean, can't that's a luxury. It is. For a lot of people, it is. Not and if you question. think about even just access to mental health care, that's a luxury I, you know, for the, a lot of people. The funny thing, <laughs> you bring that up, and you know how I am skeptical of all of uh, everything. All of right? it. Yep. Any, anybody who wants to offer help through talking. <laughs> so I was, you know, I was, I was digging around, and I was going to try to find some mental health professionals. Mm-hmm. And man, you get you read some of the local reviews. If if you just wherever you're at, 
you if you start digging it, it's like what kind of operations are some of these people running to where they get people to leave reviews as negative as that? I mean, there were some office offices that had hundreds, I mean, if not thousands of reviews, and they were getting like two point eight on Yelp. Really? I'm like, I'm like, who is oh, who are these people? Right? How does that happen? Or are people that are seeking that kind of help just that disgruntled? I'm sure there's a lot of factors that go into it, but it's, I mean, the wait lists are extremely lengthy. I don't even know. Is is there a wait list? If you wanted to see a, would it be a a, a psychologist? A therapist. Or, okay, what, what would the wait list be? I don't, I don't even, know. I don't even know. I don't know. I mean, it, from the sounds of it, there was just an article in the paper the other day, specifically with like youth mental health care. Right. Is incredible like almost a year out for a wait you know what's tragic about that they don't have that kind of time no and that's a huge problem that's terrible and so when you look at just the men- just seeking therapy and people not being able to access it because it's not available let alone the barriers of cost and time and things like that like it's it's a serious problem yeah, that is. That's sad, actually. Yeah, yeah But there, there's therapy that will pay you. It's called the United States Marine Corps. <laughs> and you can go get three months of it <laughs> in sunny San Diego, if California. If you'd like to select the George Boot in your ass method, I'm kidding. please click here. I'm kidding. But seriously, if, if, you're, if you're struggling at all, that is not an answer. If, if you're on the rebound even, that is not an answer to your problems. My group at the retreat will be doing like beautiful sun, sunrise yoga with a, a healing sound bath and yours will be like chopping down trees. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what they do, but you know, it was, it's been over 30 years for me, but I did, I did, I always do look back at that as the turning point for me. So, but everybody is different. And I think that this is a, when I saw that, I'm like, this is more along the lines of what I think a lot of millennials, Gen Z, and even some of the older generation, because Brooks, my age, millennials, you know? yeah, because you're Gen. X. X. Yeah. You guys get kind of forgotten. We do. But you want to know you're why? you're not boomers and you're not millennials. Right. So we're, we're just caught in the middle. Right. But there's, there's the uh, discussion, and this comes up all the time, Gen X basically raised themselves. True. I'm not kidding. Literally. Our parents didn't pay any attention to anything we were doing. <laughs> they didn't care. They were like, you're not dead. Right. You're still you're coming home every night for supper. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. So, so we did. And there was none of this. We need to talk about things. There was none of this emotional what was the word I, I call it coddling but what do you call just i said the word gentle gentle approach. well there was no gentle approach in my childhood yeah. so so i don't think a lot of millennials had a lot of talk about feelings i don't know either. i don't know I'm, I'm i think one, it was pretty much like don't cry yeah it was well that was my generation not completely. like yeah. can i give you a hug and we talk about it right it was like don't cry right yeah, it's not a thing, right? You got you got nothing to cry about. I think there's a lot of uh, I think there is what do you call that? The gentle approach. I think that's what they're trying to get moved. Yeah, like into. the gentle parenting. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I think we've actually talked about that, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a long time ago. That was. That was like the that, beginning of the podcast. Yeah. We should talk about it again. I probably have new thoughts. <laughs> okay anyways interesting stuff if you get a chance look it up 
it's it's an it's an just I mean that their website if you can get a pretty quick brief review of it and I'd be interested to know what most people think about it. It looks fascinating and there's a lot of other th- of this type of kind of educational holistic wellness retreats. Is that what it is? Educational holistic wellness? Is well, I don't I no, I'm using those words all separately. What what's exactly their website anyways if people um, want to check it out? Hoffman institute.org they call it a week-long residential and personal growth retreat there you go but there's like this california one is a holistic retreat and educational institute i mean there's there's a lot of these yeah and if you start i should go to one for research if you start digging into this stuff by the way you'll find uh many of them are far more expensive than the 53 or 5400 dollars whatever you pay for this Hoffman Institute retreat. I just listened to a podcast with a girl who did a darkness retreat. Hey, you told me about that. That seemed odd to me. Yeah. It's it's pretty intense. It's, what, 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 what was like it? Like you spend three or four days in the dark, pitch black, in a room by yourself. No, no light, no audio, no, Mm-mm, no. So, nothing. So what do you, won't, I mean, that's, that's, that sounds like stuff they use to torture. Well, you have to go in with the right mindset so that you don't have a breakdown. So, so 72 hours locked in a dark room. Yeah. And I don't know about the food and the bathroom and all that stuff. Yeah. I, I was going to say, how do you, what do you do? I don't know. I don't know the details of that. I, well, we're going to dig into that. That sounds it's interesting. That sounds creepy. Well, it's like saw the movie. Well, no, I don't think it's like that. Well, it just seems like that. I think I mean, it's you're meant to just like break down to like the core of what you are. Would that be considered healthy? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I suppose I would. Yeah. Somebody message us and they're like, "You guys need a doctor on call." Well, we and do. I'm like, oh, that'd be so cool. Well, I've, I've again, I was, I've been looking because I want somebody with with credentials sure right i don't like want to not us on google yeah i just don't want to bring you know some guy that just decided to open up a shop down by some local notel motel hey i'm jess and, and i yeah, google and really yeah well. i don't i'm going to so i'm working on that and i will that yeah that would that, be cool that that's going to be a thing as a matter of fact when you came home today i was working on some wiring some gear to, to be able to make that happen yeah that. Because, I, because a lot of them won't be able to be here or even in this state but I want I want solid mm-hmm. sound quality and be able to have conversations, and I believe I've got that set up. That'd be huge because there are a lot of unknowns in this space. Yeah, because it's it's always nice to talk to to an expert. I know, and I know people enjoy conversations with people. That's why we always did well on the radio because it's like conversing with just the people down the road. Right? Yeah, so like we're but, just kind of going through these experiences right alongside you. <laughs> but we can, I, I do enjoy bringing in uh, experts mm-hmm. and they could perhaps, I could perhaps bring in somebody who agrees with my approach to things as well. I'm sure you could. We, we could it takes all kinds of kinds. <laughs> we could find, well, I mean, that's what I like to talk to different people for. Sure. Right? Right? You get all the different opinions. So uh, on that note, I want you to have a fantastic weekend. Here we are. So how many, we have one more weekend left in January? Oh, good night. It feels like January's been going on forever. Be- so this weekend and next weekend, and then it'll be February is like a Wednesday, February 1st. So this week, yeah, that's it. <sighs> that is it. 
we're, we're, we're closed in. I always feel a little bit more optimistic when I we get to too. February. And I'm trying to keep a good mindset, but man, oh man. Well, recently with this weather, it's just, we just got here in the Midwest, you know, because I know that we have listeners out of state, but here in the Midwest, in southern Minnesota, we just got pounded with snow again. Oh, and yeah. and the kids were home from school. Again. It's just, it's a never-ending cycle this winter. It seems like every every other week, yeah. we just get blasted and the kids wind up staying home from school. I know. It's unbelievable. It's I don't lot. even know where they're going to put the rest of the snow. We're running out of it's space. To the po- and lit- we're not even to the snowy. Literally. I hate it when people say that. I'm not even going to say it. I know, but just I'll leave you with this as you head into the weekend to restore your faith in the human condition. I was out clearing the driveway and the sidewalk and all of that. Like I was like, and I was, I'm starting to get a bad attitude about it because I'm tired of doing it. <laughs> it's just the repetition, right? Yeah. Yep. It's like, you know, when it's like, put it up, take it down type stuff, put it up, take it down, put it up, take it. it's that type of thing. You need a boot in your ass. So that's apparently I do, right? That's the only <laughs> thing that's kept me going. But, and anybody from any climate where you have a lot of snow and ice and things like that knows what I'm talking about. But it, it, it's gotten so bad over the past couple of months, I would say the past month, uh-huh. but that the buildup on the roads, I mean, it's you're, people are driving around, around on residential streets that are compact with three to four inches of ice and whatever else. We is may in never there. see pavement again. So anyways, they to, to combat that, they had the graders out clearing the streets, right? And he came by yesterday and they left a pile about a about waist high oh in front of everybody's driveway as they went by cl- trying to get, and they have to get it up. I mean, yeah. I understand what they're doing, but they went down the street and I went out and I looked at that and I'm like, oh my God, because it was worse than concrete. It was like, because it was just shards of big, oh, huge chunks of ice gross. mixed with snow. And, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to move all this. A guy just driving by with a plow. No just, way. Yes, just driving by. Stops, he sees me. <clears throat> he, go, he About 100 yards down, I see him slow way down. And he must have, something must have triggered in his mind. Some emotion must have got the best of him. He stopped, and I saw his taillights light up. He backs into a drive, turns around, he comes back, and he says, you know, if you just step up in your driveway, let me help I you out. I got you. And in a couple of swift Svelte swoops. <gasps> he knocks all of that stuff out, clears the end of the driveway, and pushes a big chunk of it into the yard. So we will be able to move snow throughout the winter yes. again. We've got a spot because our the in in this part of the country, your the end of your driveway gets more narrow and more narrow and more narrow and more narrow because of the snow buildup. And if you're not having to plow service, mm-hmm. right? It's difficult to move that. So, and I never know. Did you, in the did morning. you notice how weird it looked when you came yes, home? Yes, because I the last couple mornings have had to back out very carefully because I'm like, if I don't turn just right, I'm going to end up stuck. Yeah, right. Because it was getting so narrow. Yep. That's beautiful. He That's did. a random so, act of kindness. Just out of the blue, and he's been up because he, this is what he does, right? He and he told me he said I haven't slept in weeks. Did he just disappear? Was he an angel? Yeah. Then he well, did then he, he just went, like then, he, then yeah, he just down the road he went, and I was like, oh my god, that guy just saved me literally hours 
I thought I was going to have to get a pickaxe out to start working <laughs> do on this. Do we even have a pickaxe? Yes, I do. I oh. have one in the garage. That's what I've used to move some of the shrubs like, in the backyard. Where do you get one of those. And uh, yeah, he just comes wow. with this big diesel pickup and this awesome plow, and he just in a couple of quick swoops just gone and you and didn't know like, you didn't know him have no i still don't know who he is oh. I, I stopped him i said thank you i mean you literally i said i, got, I think i said thank you about 50 times that's so cool and he was and he chatted for just a bit and then talked about how busy and things were going and then off into the sun maybe he was an angel that's maybe, what i'm wondering maybe like, did, was, did his truck disappear did maybe, it just like <laughs> vaporize maybe he was a star seed maybe he and was. he was like he was like where we're in this together. Do you want to hear a funny story before we go? Yes. I had a cardigan sweater on yesterday that was covered in stars, just a black sweater with white stars on it. And I went to get my hair done at heat and I walked in, I took my coat off and Nicole, the owner came around the corner and she was like, look at your star seed sweater. And I was like, <laughs> ah, yes, <laughs> this is amazing. It is. It does look like that though. <laughs> Look at your stars. You look sweater. like you should be teaching at one of those retreats. I would love to. That, that sounds like a dream. Maybe that's your calling. What if it is? <laughs> maybe there you go. What if it is? All right. Have yourself a fantastic weekend. We'll be back Monday morning.